This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, that's, that, that's just my whole thing. You know, I've, I've always been the type of person, you know, I just listen. If I, if I really and honestly thought that it was, first of all, that it was even a uh, something that would work i mean first of all but second of all that i was a a danger you know or i was sick or whatever yeah all right fine but i'm just not going to do it no getting up and 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 standing see this is the other thing i wanted to ask you about um briefly so i got out of the gop here because i mean it is so rigged in washington state i'm just done with it okay but there are people they truly believe that they're gonna change things they're going to change the rigging, the rigged system. They're going to be able to do whatever it is that they, how do you break free of that? How do people, I mean, I came to the conclusion, it's just static. It doesn't matter. It's just meant to be there to keep us occupied and divided while, you know, they're doing their, their thing. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know, but I, you know, I was involved with that stuff, uh, you know, years ago with politics, local elections, and such, and uh, even on a statewide level. And then, obviously, in 2015, 16, when Trump was running, that was kind of my final stand because uh, my issue was the border and illegal immigration. And so, I put efforts in personally, you know, on social media, going to rallies, trying to get people on board with it, trying to promote the concept. So that was kind of my final stand in politics. The way I look at it is that at the end of the day, even on a local level, if you were running for town council or a friend of yours is running for even like a state representative, Mm -hmm. how much do they know about the stuff that we just talked about? Well, if they know nothing about it, what do I care about putting my time into helping them get in office? What are they going to do to change any of this? How are they going to slow down the metaverse? How are they going to stop uh, genetic modification? How are they going to put an end to this transhumanist ideology? How are they going to stop the technocracy? Are they going to remove all the traffic cameras in my town? Are they going to outlaw Amazon ring cameras because people are so dumb they don't realize that they're actually spying on themselves? Yeah. How How is any of this going to change? So in my mind, it's like, what am I going to get involved with politics and help the Republicans win or the Democrats win or whatever my drug of choice is, when at the end of the day, nothing is going to change. This country has only gotten worse and worse, and it kind of ties back to uh, something I'm about getting ready to cover on my show. So a lot of people involved with politics pre, you know, where we are today knew about Saul Alinsky, who was wrote the rules for radicals back in the 1960s. He was a community organizer. And so one of the things he talked about was progress. And the danger of progress is that there's never an end in sight. And Alinsky knew this. So his methodology was, I'm going to get Chrissy to organize her neighbors to get pissed off and have a picket and a protest to argue for new sidewalks in her neighborhood. Mm -hmm. 
But once they get the new sidewalks, I'm going to show them as they reach the plateau and the mountain and the fog clears because the sidewalks are there. Then look up, there's another plateau. So I will set them on the next mission, the next mission, the next mission, because there's never an end in sight. It's just constant progress. And so what I'm going to show is how this technocracy and this uh, transhumanist movement grew out of progress. And so what we're eventually doing is we're going to progress so far that we're actually engineering humans out of existence because there is no goal in sight. And so I look at it with this GOP and Democrats and spending your time trying to get people elected is do they understand these concepts? Do they realize any of this stuff? And if they don't, then why am I going to put my time and effort into helping you get elected and what is it that you're going to change most of these people that run as you know being involved with this stuff mm-hmm. they just grasp on to whatever the top three yeah. issues are in the newspaper either locally or people could be running for town council and they're literally talking about what biden said and you're like well what does this have to do with you running town council you have no right. power to change those so unless you um you know, I, so that's why I just, I don't do it anymore. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't jump on the bandwagon of breaking news. I don't even follow that stuff anymore because to me, that has no effect over our life. And you see every single day now, there's a story. It's the biggest thing on the planet. And 12 right. hours later, you never hear of it again. Yeah, it's I like, know. And that's the oh my thing. God, the budget, the budget is $50 more than it's supposed to be. And Trump voted for it. And then this happened. And then, then you're like, Okay, at the end of the day, okay, Peter Thiel and Elon Musk are over here talking about putting a chip in my brain. So, right. like, what? <laughs> what does this matter? For? I mean, you know, in the end of it all, we just have to. I really think either like, and I do believe I'm, 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 I'm trying to hang on to the fact. I think there's going to be some divine intervention that stops all this crazy because it's so nutty. I just cannot imagine people agreeing to sit in their 200 square foot apartment with freaking goggles on and think that that's a life. I mean, that's not living. Well, let me, let me just roll back for a second and tell you why maybe that won't happen. okay? Okay. So you go back to this country back to like the 1920s and it was the ushering in of the ideology of cultural marxism all right and cultural marxism basically grew out of the frankfurt school so you you have uh, sort of these people that left germany and then they come over here and the frankfurt school takes off out of new york city and the whole idea behind cultural marxism was to wear away the concept of God, of a creator. And so for people listening from my standpoint, I don't, whatever God you worship, it doesn't matter. To to me, even if it's Christianity, the fact that, Yeah. yeah, that you believe that there is a higher power than you, that you are not a God yourself. I mean, you have control over your life. You can do things to change your life, but you are not a God. You're not a ruler over other people. And so the idea to erode this concept of a God or a creator or a higher power out of society is where we see ourselves now. And the reason why they needed to do that over time was because they're going to fill in as the gods. They are introducing AI as a god. Yuval Noah Harari openly talks about this. So that was, in my mind, what we're seeing today. And because so many people have turned their heads from God and create, and, and, and I do believe 
that the corruption that we saw happen throughout a lot of the different denominations in the churches, I believe a lot of that was also intentional, the unveiling of the corruption, because what that did was it turned people away from first the institution. So then you said, I could still be religious, I could still be spiritual in my own home, but I don't have to go to the Catholic Church, or I don't have to go to the Mormon Church, whatever it may be, right? And so you see what happens. Uh, one generation in, two generations in, that religion, that spirituality wears off, the customs, the culture wears off, and before you know it, two generations in, the kid isn't brought up at all to be religious, nobody talks about God, and then they're easily susceptible to social media influencers and others that are turning them into almost like a Levian Satanism where you believe yourself are a god. That's this narcissism and this uh, sociopathy that goes on with all the selfies and the duck faces yeah. and everybody's a TikTok star. That is this concept that like you are a god. And even in a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, that would be considered sort of in our sphere, mm -hmm. I notice that a lot of these hosts are talking about spirituality, but they're pushing people into this belief that they are gods. And when you look behind some of the funding and some of the other influencers that helped these podcasters grow and made them the influencers that they are, those people are tied into Peter Thiel money. Because what people don't understand is First off, Peter Thiel, one of the first investors, major shareholders, so he has controlling power in Spotify. Mm -hmm. Spotify controls Joe Rogan, okay? $100 million contract to Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan has put his weight behind, money behind, and influence behind many, many, many podcasters in various genres that are out there now. And mm -hmm. I don't want to start naming names. Right. But so you have Peter Thiel behind that. Now, Peter Thiel, just because I mentioned him a few times here, back when Rogan was supposedly feuding with Spotify over the fact that he was talking out against COVID, which right. he was not, actually. He actually helped to normalize COVID, but I won't get into that on, on this show. <laughs> That's a whole other show, yeah. Yeah, Rumble steps in, right, which was uh, affiliated with, like, Dan Bongino was an investor. Rumble steps in, and they say, Joe, you don't have to put up with this stuff from Spotify. We'll give you $100 million to leave Spotify and come to Rumble. And then Rogan was able to say, no, 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 Spotify treated me well. Well, guess who was the major investor behind Rumble? Who? Peter Thiel. Yeah. And guess who was the major investor behind Spotify? Peter Thiel. It was Peter Thiel behind both sides that were creating this fake feud in the public when it was Peter Thiel with the $100 million on each side. It was all fake. It was all orchestrated. And so it goes to show you how the WWE circus works. But when you take a devout transhumanist and technocrat like Peter Thiel, who is, and just so people understand, Peter Thiel has a company called Palantir, which mm -hmm. he started uh, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Palantir was started with CIA in QTEL money, and its mm -hmm. purpose was to be able to track down terrorists using their financial transactions. That was like its mission statement. Well, in 2018, under President Trump, Peter Thiel signed a $100 million contract with the IRS 
where Palantir is now utilizing your financial data, your social security accounts, your phone records, and other information that it's tied into to track down and harass everyone. And people get all upset with the Biden budget that now introduces 87,000 new IRS agents over the next 10 years. I'm working on it, and I want to prove that, yeah, they're going to be enforcing and coming after people under all the new cases that are coming out of Peter Thiel's software that Trump gave him a contract for. I mean, under the Trump administration, Peter Thiel got a billion dollars in contracts in various departments. So you that's why it's like getting involved with the politics side Yeah, to me is ridiculous. You know, if you want to spend your time being active, I think at first it's what we talked about here tonight. You have to start creating this list of options within your home and then worrying about how you're going to change those options. Like, okay, I want to do this, but I have to make more income. All right, well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to make that happen? Rather than going to a GOP meeting that at the end of the day, nothing you're doing there is actually going to have an effect over your life. Right. It's like being, it's like being in it when I would go to these meetings. I mean, I'd come home so angry and like upset for hours and hours. And it's like, it's like being a hamster, you know, in one of those wheels and you're just treading, you're just treading and you're not getting anywhere. Nobody's doing anything. And the people that are in leadership position, they're, they're paid off. I mean, end of story. And so you have to make yeah. the decision, really. Change. And they don't know what they're doing. They, I mean, they have no clue what any of this is. They just are bribed by the food coupons. Right. That's it. Exactly. So at the end of the day, I mean, basically, I, I my, I think, message through all this is just I just wanted people to be aware because there's so many videos, so many ways that they're doing this AI stuff. I thought it was important for you to come on. And I know we kind of went in different directions. No, it's fine. You want it? You, you have a couple minutes. I will show you a couple more examples if yeah, you want to. Sure. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. OK, so let, let me just show you this quick demo that I had created. Um it's about a minute and a half that I had created uh, a few years back. I was using it as a presentation. So what you're going to yeah. see first on, on the screen is that you have an actor from Saturday Night Live, you know, with a costume and the wig on. And then this uh, engineer went and ran these face swaps of the character that the actor is playing. So first, mm-hmm. I forgot her name. You have that woman on there that does all the good impressions. And okay. so she's dressed up as Lindsey Graham. Now, on the right side of the screen, you're going to see they superimposed the Lindsey Graham face swap over the top. So let's watch that quick. That's what it is. It's hell. <laughs> Well, it's, it's pretty bad. Now, okay, so now they've done the same thing here with Tucker Carlson. I mean, I'm going to smugly ask a question that I already know the answer to, and a warning to our viewers, my voice will get very high. Okay, now they did the same thing with Alec Baldwin uh, and Donald Trump. But it's clear something has to change. You have to take a hard look at mental health, which I have so much of. I have one of the healthiest mentals. <laughs> My fellow. Okay, so now you're seeing one. This is actually an impressionist I used to work with named uh, John D. Domenico. So they've got Trump's face superimposed over him. After serious consideration, I have decided to resign from the office of the president. I'm sorry. I had no idea it would be this tough. Nobody told me it would be this difficult to be presidenting. 
No one knew. No one had any idea how tough it was to be Perez. Okay, and now what you're going to see here, um, they did, uh, the, the actor Jordan Peele is supplying the voice into the Target video, Barack Obama. So this is a real deep fake, not just a face swap, where they're okay. manipulating an existing piece of Obama with another voice. I don't know. Killmonger was right. Or uh... Okay, now uh, what I do is I cut away here. Yeah. Uh, it'll still be that voice you're going to hear, but I'm showing on the screen videos of uh, just a, a regular person like me talking into a webcam who in real time his face is manipulating George W. Bush. Ben Carson is in the sunken place. Or how about this? Simply President. Okay, and now you're seeing a sample of another uh, regular person manipulating a Trump uh, face. Trump is a total and complete dipshit. Now, you see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peele. Wow. See, so they actually used the voice to go and manipulate... Um, um, the uh, target video. Now, mm -hmm. let me show you something else that's in the works. This is something that uh, I told you about it. Lars Butler is his name, yeah. the head of AI Foundation, Artificial Intelligence Foundation. And so they're building this AI brain that actually powers the deepfake so there doesn't have to be an actor involved, you know, with intervening or puppeteering. Right. Um, the character whatsoever. So hold on one second. Let me show you here. All right. I'm going to fast forward in this a second. This okay. is a conference they did and it's with Lars Butler. And then one of his partners is biz stone. who was one of the co-founders of Twitter who's invested in this project. Okay. And so as I explained to you guys now, again, this guy's evil. He's like Klaus Schwab. I mean, where do they find these bond villains to play yeah. these parts? But so please meet three new friends. Okay. Okay. So basically what they're showing on the screen here is they have the three iPads mm -hmm. and you have this uh, Korean guy, you've got Sir Richard Branson, and right. then you've got this Colombian woman. And so each of these are actually speaking directly out of the AI. Like you don't have Richard Branson sitting backstage talking or this woman right. sitting backstage talking. Oh, okay. Hang on, I'll fast forward. Um, and to help address the problems of the world. Wonderful. And Lara, please say hello. Hello. I am here to teach all people how to forgive. I am Laura Ulloa. I'm Colombian, and I want to give all people on Earth the gift of forgiveness. Okay, so then what they did after this happened is they went and they actually did an entire, uh, it was five of them, including Deepak, Deepak Chopra, who also created a mind twin of himself. He has an app out there, actually. And yeah. so they hosted this conference that was on Zoom where Lars Butler is hosting it, talking to the mind twins. And then 10 minutes in, they unveil that his was a mind twin, too. And it was literally five AI-powered mind twins talking to each other. So let me just well, show with you. That, I um, let's see if we can go in here. Okay, so this conversation is five of them. today. You're correct. I am. That's the beauty of having a digital version of yourself. 
you can be in two places at once or a billion places all at once. Sure. Recently, I've been helping many people cultivate inner peace and calm. That's great to hear. I know I can always use a little more calm in my life. Okay, so this is five artificial intelligence driven puppets yeah. talking to each other on stage. So you have one created of Biz Stone, the co-founder of Twitter, one of Lars Butler, another one of that woman, Laura, mm -hmm. Deepak Chopra, and mm -hmm. then another person. And then eventually Lars comes up on the screen and basically says, ah, oh, that wasn't really me. It was oh a deep fake God. of me. Now I want to show you another piece because artificial intelligence foundations, um, software and technology is helping mm -hmm power part of this company wait until you see this chrissy because okay. i want you to be able to just explain to the audience we'll yeah. just do two more quick videos yeah, i want fine. you to be able to explain to the audience like how realistic this looks because i covered this on my show yeah and we have a lot of like audio only podcast listeners and i had to like explain oh. at this stage it's how creepy this is ready oh my god okay hi i'm viola I'm excited to show you the results of our game-changing research into humanizing AI. Autonomous animation enables digital people like me to take input from the environment and respond in real time. We've now significantly enhanced my ability to respond emotionally, give great eye contact, and react to my changing environment. This makes for a truly engaging interaction. I was made in the groundbreaking digital DNA blender and effortlessly launched using our DDNA studio with only a few clicks. My identity and personality were crafted by blending features like skin texture and tone, face shape, eye color, voice, language, and of course, hair. Now, in minutes, anyone can create a unique, high-quality digital person that embodies the soul of a brand. And they can do it using the most advanced AI, CGI, and autonomous animation technology in the market today. And now we have some cutting-edge new features that my digital friend Sam will tell you about. Thanks, Viola. After years of research, I'm excited to announce new features in Soul Machine's Human OS that unlock the emerging field of humanized AI. So welcome to the revolutionary next generation of dynamic content awareness and interaction. We've created an immersive world that elevates content and allows people to focus on what's most important. We've supercharged my awareness of the dynamic content around me. By using gestures and gaze direction, I ensure high caliber messaging gets the attention it deserves. Thanks to years of research we're making the leap from facial gestures to fully embodied gestural performance. I'll be able to use my whole body to communicate from head to toe. And all the while I'm serving brand new cinematic cuts that boost focus and direct attention. Best of all, it happens autonomously, in real time, without writing a single line of code. We're proud of how far we've come and excited to bring technology to life. Yeah, so that company is called Soul Machines. Is that not creepy or what? That is so creepy. See, I've always had a thing about, like, it, you know, mannequins, doll, you know, things that could come to life, wax figures, 
And that's sort of what I feel. I feel creepy towards that. I don't like that. And it's not real. Yeah. Oh God, it's so creepy. No, it's not it's not real, but as far as like other things that you've seen over the years, yeah. Are they not getting pretty damn close? to creating um, like that instead of manipulating a video of say Barack Obama right. that those are getting pretty close to the point where in a year or two you're, you're that they'll be able to do a L'Oreal hair commercial with one of those things oh, and yeah. you won't really know if it's a person well think about this you know that the Top Gun movie did you see it the new one that came out yeah well, I thought it was very interesting. I mean, that definitely was a younger they definitely <laughs> surprised uh, Tom Cruise. I mean, yeah. he, he looked like he did in, t in the original, practically. I mean, he looked a little... Yeah, I know. He I looked like he was 10 years older, yeah. Yeah, I was like, there's yeah. no way that that is really Tom Cruise. Uh, no, and, and then when you saw, like, uh, images of him from the set, yeah, he's got, like, you know, not a double chin, but the natural baggy skin yeah. that normal people get. And in the movie, it's gone. Yeah, in the movie, yeah, in the original, he looks like he's 20. In the movie, he looks like he's 38. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that is not him. I mean, it was great. I liked the movie just because it brought me back to when the original yeah. came out, you know. But, I mean, it was fine for entertainment. But that was just definitely – that's just a huge, huge thing. And I really believe all these people in Hollywood and stuff that are supposedly gone and, you know, t supposedly all these people have been arrested and this and that. That could be true. I don't know. I haven't seen any court transcript. There's no place that I can go to actually – See if these things are really happening, but regardless of whether that has happened or not, the fact of the matter is, is that they can create a whole digital person, a whole the whole the person, and just keep them doing stuff for 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 decades. I mean, yeah, well, you know, well, the question, yeah, the question I posed to my audience, and uh, I've been saying for many years since I knew about this technology, <laughs> was that the ultimate goal or the short term goal of Artificial Intelligence Foundation was that they wanted to be able to have, let's say, Tucker Carlson or Anderson Cooper yeah. interview, say, Barack Obama or Donald mm -hmm. Trump on TV, talking to them, you know, via satellite, yeah. and for Tucker or Anderson to not know if they were talking to the real Barack Obama right. or Donald Trump because it was just totally running on AI. It could answer for itself and they wouldn't yeah. know the difference. Now, the question I asked my audience and I've asked people for years, if you think that's creepy, what about when we're watching at home, you don't know if Anderson Cooper and Tucker Carlson are real oh, or yeah, if Obama right. and Trump are real, the whole thing could be AI mind twins as was demonstrated in a very sort of micro level with the Lars Butler demo there. But just imagine if that technology is 10 years better than they make it look, then that could actually be happening. Now you're probably, I don't know if you're aware of this, but other people may have seen it. Cameo.com and cameo.com is that website where you could go look up, celebrities this happened before COVID, but celebrities um mm -hmm. politicians and stuff that'll do a birthday video for three hundred dollars yeah. or five hundred dollars and they record it on their phone well yeah. when that started popping up i said this is ridiculous because these kind of guys if you want to hire them to come to a corporate event are like fifty thousand dollars nobody's yeah. going to cheapen their brand to do a birthday video for you for three like david right. hasselhoff is not going to do a birthday video for you for 350 dollars. Right. donald trump jr's on there like he's going to come to your zoom meeting i'm not kidding for fifteen hundred dollars to come to your zoom meeting so i started to ask the audience 
well, I don't know this to be true. It's it it could be. That's all I'm presenting. Right. After I taught them all about this technology over three or four episodes, I said, mm-hmm. could cameo.com actually be in licensing agreements with these celebrities and they've mind twin themselves through something like artificial intelligence foundation which by the way one of the investors of that is ari emmanuel who owns william morris endeavor which is the largest talent agency in the country he's basically known as like the king of hollywood he was donald trump's personal agent they did uh he invested in it so was part of the investment bringing on board the onboarding of all these celebrities and now they sell these videos of them for 500 but it's not really them it's just an ai generated video yeah i think that could very well be well it's the same thing with metaverse i mean you know people are gonna like like well, we didn't really just say this, but I mean, in the metaverse, I mean, all these billionaires and stuff, what they're doing, they're they're buying land, quote, land in this metaverse, okay? Yeah. And then what are they going to do? They're going to create, oh, you can, for $100 uh, or, you know, 50, however much money, you can go watch, you want to see a Michael Jackson concert? All right. And it'll be a fake Michael Jackson, but you'll yeah. be at the concert and you'll be sitting there in front row and they'll yep. interact. And I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. And so it's so important to understand and recognize the fact that, yeah, that's the matrix. That's that's what they're creating with all this stuff. Oh, and they talk about it like you could you could go in there and walk down the beach on a romantic beach walk with anyone you want. But see, what people aren't realizing is that it's not even about you or me. It's the next generation. But what they're doing and this is what people have to understand If you're spending your time inside of a Second Life video game or inside of the immersive metaverse matrix, let's say at this point, willingly, like you know you're doing it, you're putting on the headset. Well, the two hours that you're spending in there, you're not experiencing real life. And real life at times is supposed to be painful. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Those are the things that make you appreciate the great parts of life. And so when they send you into this, you know, demonic, synthetic metaverse world where they tell you, don't worry, listen, I know you want to hike up in that particular mountain but now you don't have to save the money so that that vacation becomes important to you you can just have instant gratification and for a small five dollar crypto token fee you can uh, hike mount everest too and and that's what they're doing they're going to end up stripping people of the experiences the real experiences in real life because once again you're going to willingly trade convenience an instant gratification for actual freedom and liberty and actual autonomy and your natural life. Like, you know, it's like, come on, do you want to be sitting on your couch strapping on a headset to do these things that you could be out working a little harder, getting some money and going out and really doing whitewater rafting? Or are you going to say, I already did whitewater rafting. I did it from my couch. This is the the last one I want to show you because this is actually the most uh, realistic synthetic one I've seen to date. Okay. All right, here we go. This is uh, Morgan Freeman. I am not Morgan Freeman, and what you see is not real. Well, at least in contemporary terms, it is not. What if I were to tell you that I am not even a human being? Would you believe me? What is your perception of reality? Is it the ability to capture, process, and make sense of the information our senses receive? 
If you can see, hear, taste, or smell something, does that make it real? Or is it simply the ability to feel? I would like to welcome you to the era of synthetic reality. Now, what do you see? That is so creepy. Yeah. It is so creepy. So you... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you. I mean, does that... Does that one not look pretty damn real? That looked real to me. It looked like it was him. I mean, you know, and it didn't sound uh, robotic. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, that that was actually a voiceover artist that did that oh one. Oh, my God. It was creepy. Yeah. Like, I just, I mean, this is the thing. Well, and of course, and of course, what made it creepier was the fact that he he was giving a message, like I would say, or it came out of the Matrix, yeah. like yeah. "Welcome yeah. to the time of synthetic reality," you know. And then the whole thing about, you know, uh, if you taste, if you touch, you know, does that make it yeah. real? I just spent a whole episode on the Internet of Senses, which that you know, eventually mm -hmm. they're going to tickle your brain with the wires from the brain chip, yeah. which will make your head your brain believe it's smelling and feeling and everything. But in the interim, they now have body suits that they're introducing and a thing that goes in your mouth and up your nose so you can smell yeah. things and taste things. So eventually you'll be eating your handful of Klaus Schwab uh, World Economic Forum crickets, but yeah. it'll, don't worry, it'll taste like butterscotch ice cream. Oh, forget that. <laughs> you know, when they, when they started bringing out the insects and trying to make that normal, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm not on Survivor. If I wanted to be, if I wanted to eat insects and bugs and all that, I would be doing that. All right. Yeah, or what? What? What predates Survivor would be? Uh, what was uh, Fear Factor? Oh, who? Uh, who? Who was the one who first popularized oh, no. eating bugs? Joe Rogan. 